Hi there, my name is Betty Abba, founder of the Center for Children's Health Education, Orientation and Protection, also known as Sea Hope Nigeria. And I am your anchor today on the show, The Rights of Domestic Workers in Nigeria. And this show comes to you courtesy of our general sponsor, the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation West Africa. We are excited to bring your way another important and compelling series. Yes, because we believe that house helps are indeed humans. The abuse of house helps in Nigeria has been a long and tortuous and sometimes fatal journey. It is a silent epidemic, to put it mildly. How can this be stopped? How can they get better wages, better treatment, and better general condition of work? Sexual abuse of house helps in Nigeria is a silent but mostly unspoken epidemic. Yes, it is an epidemic. Many young women who walk into homes innocently to simply and legally earn a living have had their lives damaged by rape, usually by the male figures in the house, especially the madam's husbands. Should this continue? What can be done to arrest this ugly trend? In this episode, you will listen to someone who was abused while working as a domestic hub with a family in Lagos. As a teenager, we will show you where to get help where necessary, especially for those caught in these circles of multifaceted abuse. At this point, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll hear from our guests and other interesting interviewees today. Please don't go away. Yinka Kenny is a broadcast journalist and TV host. She is also the founder of the Yinka Kenny Girls Care Foundation a Lagos-based NGO. As a teenager, Yinka Kenny lived with a family in Lagos for a year following the separation of her parents. She worked with the family as a house help. They promised to help her continue her education and to pay for her final year exams in secondary school. But the hapless teenager got more than she bargained for. According to her, the father of the house, a clergyman, turned her into a sex slave throughout the year. Now, listeners, you may find some of the rape narrative in this interview a bit sensitive or graphic. We advise that you discontinue listening if it may affect your sensitivity. Thank you. Yinka Kenny, it's a pleasure to welcome you to our program today. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Betty. It's, uh, it's a privilege to talk about this and... Um, Anytime I've been called upon to talk about the dark part of my life, I always find it a privilege. In my case, I was not outrightly named a domestic staff. Circumstances, situations at times uh, makes uh, people to become unwritten domestic staff. You know, in my own case, uh, it was my parents, you know, going their separate ways and um, everybody trying to look for a shelter somewhere, which for me was not even a problem because as at that point in time, I was in my final year in secondary school and I knew that um, if I did not endure that then 
my finishing my secondary school education is going to be shaky mm. unfortunately the man of the house took it upon himself to now take advantage of, of your vulnerable uh, yes of, of my being vulnerable at that point in time you know because he knew the situation in my house uh what the man of the house did was that when um, the woman of the house is not around uh, most of the times she's always traveling you know they're into this ministry work the man was more of the one at home he would um, call me in at night and do all the touching you know do all the fingering and all that you know mom would have traveled we know that mom is not coming for uh some days i was so naive that i knew that he was doing a wrong thing but i did not even know he was sexually abusing me you know i did not even know that um that was a way to have sex with somebody he tries to penetrate it's always painful i'm always crying so he doesn't you know get in you know there'll be the one or two drops of blood i didn't even know that there was a pro process of disvegging me i didn't know mm. i would say daddy please don't do that dear joe this is not good i say no 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 it's what you say it's not good Fine. there is therefore now no condemnation is when you say is a saying it becomes a saying and i was dying inside of me i'm talking about you know so you can imagine how all that, the, those mm. parts were yeah, like so they were bushy. So usually I leave them 4:30 a.m. So you know, mommy would be, uh, mommy loved me, you know, because I was so hardworking. I took off all the, you know, she would give me all the chores and I would do everything. The whole house would be clean and everything. So mommy would say, uh, Daddy, please, you know, you always help me follow her to the bus stop. So that no, without pleasure, Daddy would carry me to the bus stop. My my uniform was a skirt and a blouse, mm. you know, white white then you know on the way it would just stop okay that we should stop we should do this he'll just lift me up oh you know God. touch me touch my boobs use his uh his uh, mouth to begin to you know oh do God. everything and everything with me most times i will cry to school i get to school i'm demoralized mm. i get to school you know my my very close friend then you know she used to feel then that probably is the distance that is taking a toll on me but i tell you i didn't even have the courage to tell my closest friend nobody you know it's it's just unfortunate the, the the situation of the country most of the times it's um when uh parents are separated mm -hmm. and the children are you know just left like that you know fend for themselves you know at times even some parents also they probably due to poverty they voluntarily give out their children mm -hmm. okay some people will say do not pay me just send my child to school mm. unfortunately the child will go through all sort of things okay. you know there sorry uh, for cutting you okay. you say that your vulnerable situation made you to have no uh, form of alternative. There was no alternative because at that time, if I left that house, I didn't know what the fate of my education was going to be. I, I would always tell myself, I would always say to myself, don't complain, just take it in. It's a matter of time to the time of my work. I begin to count down that this thing is going to come, you know, to an end. Because you look at it at the end of the day, if you decide to speak out, you become the sacrificial lamb. Because nobody will believe you. And that is the fate of a lot of people that are domestic workers now. Because if you talk, nobody believes you. It all bounces back on you. So I started, you know, counting down to my work and, um, the day I finished my work, I'm telling you, the following day I was out of the house. Listeners, you've been listening to Miss Yinka Kenny, a broadcast journalist who has been sharing with us about how she was sexually abused as a teenager.
working in the home of a clergy. Now let's take a short break and when we return, we will hear expert views and advice on this very unsettling matter. Please stay with us. Welcome back. You are still on to the rights of domestic workers in Nigeria. And I've been your host, Betty Abba. In this episode, we've been examining the sexual abuse of domestic workers in Nigeria. Now, let's hear from Ronke Ojekere, the initiator of Society to Heighten Awareness of Women and Children's Abuse, also known as Sotawaka. Well, because like we know, many of these cases go unreported, particularly with the class of people that we're talking about, that is the domestic helps. It's high. We have um, incest, which is on the increase. And then we now have um, sexual abuse or abuse in general of households. We look at physical abuse, where you have madams actually giving bodily harm on their domestics. Then we also look at very hidden ones, where husbands and sons and uncles of the house decide that they want to derive sexual pleasures from people who are rendering services in their homes. Young girls who have come into homes and they end up being defiled, being raped, getting pregnant, having to commit abortions, all forms of um, abuses. Those who want to cry out are quietened because their madams have asked them not to speak. You talk to people and you ask them, why would you give out your child to be a housemaid? And they tell you they cannot really afford to keep the children. You go out into the rural communities and you bring these children in under the pretense that they are going to go to school and then they are now made away from cleaning the house and doing domestic chores they are now turned to sex slaves you know those are the issues that we really do need to address well i want to say that ngos in themselves what can we do other than go to sensitize and educate parents on the need to keep their children at home. I want to believe that government have tried and will continue to try, you know, but we do need to have some guiding policies or principles to checkmate all of this under false pretenses. That was Ronke Ojekere, a woman and children's rights activist based in Edo State, Nigeria. Now let's hear from another very um, important person working in the areas of sexual abuse. The Lagos State Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team is one of the agencies in the forefront of arresting sexual and domestic violence in Lagos State. Let's hear from the coordinator, Titi Lola Vivo Adeniji, on how prevalent this ugly trend is 
and how the agency under her able management have been able to deal with it. We look at it from sexual abuse simpliciter, sexual abuse done in the home, sexual abuse committed in the school, sexual abuse committed in the religious institution, sexual abuse committed anywhere. We find out that there has been a steady increase in reporting of cases, especially child sexual abuse. The reason I do not think is far-fetched because in a situation where children are not being protected, children are not being catered to, children are being neglected, and we find out that perpetrators of these heinous crimes are usually known to these children. So there are people in a fiduciary relationship with these children, people that should normally care and protect these children. So in a case like this, a child that is a nanny or a domestic staff in the employment of a home, that home is where she's supposed to be protected. And unfortunately, that is where she's being abused. I think this amplifies the point that no place is immune from sexual violence, and I may add domestic violence. And so we really have a lot to do in terms of ensuring that irrespective of where our children, our people are, they are protected, their rights are appropriately safeguarded, and they are allowed to grow up free from all forms of abuse. Thank you. Thank you to Ms. Ronke and Ms. Titi Layo. Right now, there are no former or organized unions working or fighting for the rights of domestic workers in Nigeria. However, we have agencies and NGOs to whom you can report cases of abuses that you witness personally or you see someone else witnessing. Be your brother or your sister's helper. Be a good Samaritan. You can contact the National Agency for the Prohibition of Human Trafficking via their email info at naptip.gov.ng. That is info at naptip.gov.ng or their toll free line 080-0225-627847. Again, NAPTIP toll free line. 080-0225-627847. And if you are in Lagos, you can contact the Lagos State Agency, the Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team, known as the DSVRT. The Lagos State Agency, the Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team, the DSVRT, via their email, info at dsvrtlagos.org. Again, info at dsvrtlagos.org or you can call the troll free line 080-00-333333. That is 080-0 in three places and 0 in six places. I hope you enjoyed today's show on the rights of domestic workers in Nigeria. And I remain your presenter, Betty Abba. The producer has been Willie Workman Oga. And once more, we are grateful to our supporters, the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation, for bringing this show your way. 
Please tune in again for more episodes on this show. In subsequent shows, you will keep hearing from victims and survivors of domestic violence in Nigeria themselves, as well as experts' opinions on the way forward. Thanks so much again and goodbye for now. Too much trouble in the water, my life.